0: the Koi gig part
1: as i said before it's about momentum and gaining fans and gaining the support and i think the girls have done that it's another massive step for women's football subscribe to the feed in the otb sports app now now you're welcome, Max. So obviously a uh, busy time in sport at the moment. So the World Aquatics Championships in Japan maybe passed uh, somewhat under the radar, but there were some brilliant Irish performances, not least uh, from our next guest. So last Wednesday, he finished fourth in the 800 metres freestyle final, a kind of a mad race in that by finishing fourth, he set the fourth fastest time In history, it's just that the other three guys set the first, second and third fastest times in history. But still, European record holder all of a sudden. And then on the Sunday, the 800 metres was on the Wednesday. On the Sunday, he also finished fourth again this time in the 1,500 metres. So two fourth-placed finishes in World Championship Finals. And obviously there is an Olympic Games very much on the horizon. Happy to say Daniel Wiffen has made the trek home from Japan now and he's with us on the line. We appreciate the time. I hope the jet lag isn't too bad.
0: Uh, yeah, nice to meeting everybody. Um, yeah, it's okay. We just finished like our 30 hours of travel uh, uh, today. But... um. I'm alive still, so that's, that's good. 30 hours of travel. What do you do with 30 hours of thinking time? Yeah, well, I mean, well, I've a lot of who wants to be a millionaire. Uh, I can tell you that I am a millionaire officially three times, <laughs> uh, which is great. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we were a couple of us there uh, who were flying, maybe around 10 of us, who flew back from Japan today. So we're just all talking basically for 30 hours.
1: Wow. Okay. Good man. Well, I I I I'm tempted here to say congratulations. Is that the appropriate thing to say to someone who's finished fourth in two finals? Yeah, definitely. I mean yeah. I definitely say congratulations. Yeah, I, I would too, but I didn't know he would feel about them because you're it's it's an amazing showing and yet nobody wants wants to finish fourth in anything. But I I'm, I'm glad you're seeing the upside there. It's a hell of an achievement.
0: Yeah. I mean going into it, um especially at, well I mean I'd start off with I like, PB'd in my 800, and my eight hundred and my fifteen hundred was just off, but uh, coming away with the experience of being in those finals, which first time ever for me, and then um, I think the first time I'm a, I think I'm the highest ever placing Irish summer uh, in a world champs. So I think we were we got fifth in my, the nineties before, and then I was moved it down to fourth, so not too bad, to say the least. In the eight hundred meters, you beat the Irish
1: record by five seconds. You're now the European record holder, and. It seemed like just a very uh, dramatic race. You're 22 years of age, so on the face of it, I, I was thinking, well, you know, you're so young and you're only um, going in one direction. And yet then I looked, the uh, winner of the race is 20, and then yeah. second is. Sam Short, the teenager from Australia, so he's in his teens. I'm not sure what age Bobby Fink uh, from America is, but it's it's a a young person's game swimming. At 22, you've got a teenager and a 20 year old ahead of you, so they're also improving at a rate of knots. I would think.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, as you said, it's just a lot of young guys going for it, and especially at, well, I mean, both events, they were both. Um, you have 20 year olds, so twenty, I think Bobby thinks 23. Mm. So I'm definitely in that age mix. And um, yeah, I'm just trying to move along with the sport as well. Trying to progress at the same time. So yeah. that's what I'm trying to do. Because
1: I saw you beat two of the medal winners from the Tokyo games, an Italian and a Ukrainian swimmer. I'm not sure what age those guys are, but they must be saying, hang on, who are these kids?
0: Yeah, I think 27s-ish. Okay. <laughs>
1: they're ancient, they're, yeah, old men. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But in swimming terms, that's extraordinary to have you at 22, a teenager and a 20-year-old suddenly leading the way as we head into the Paris Games. I I guess it's always been a little bit like that in swimming, to be fair. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think the sport's growing rapidly with all this new technology in terms of training and stuff like that. So I'm not surprised that younger people are getting faster. And... I mean, yeah, pushing towards the world record, especially in a 15-inch I think they just missed it by a point, uh, half a second or something like that.
1: And when you say the technology, Daniel, to the uninitiated like me, you jump in a pool, you start swimming. I mean, maybe you have nicer goggles and maybe your togs are a bit more dynamic in the water, but uh, technology and swimming don't jump out to me immediately.
0: Yeah, I mean, in terms of like, I'm just talking about like what you wear, um, like the camera systems that we have in swimming pools these days. Uh, I train in in Loughborough University in England and um, we've got a whole 360 degree camera system so I can literally look at my technique from any angle and pinpoint it and pick different parts which I want to change. I'll know instantly just from that camera system. So, so I say why well, technology, it just keeps evolving because we're just using everything to try and get better. How new is that technology? That, well, I'm not sure how new it is, but it's fairly new and I don't think a lot of people have it.
1: Okay, so you're one of the lucky few. And is there like an agreed, this is just the best technique, this is how you swim? So most swimming coaches in the world would look at your 360 View and be able to pinpoint what the issue is, or are there many different schools of what the best way to swim is?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess it's really up for the coach's opinion of what is going to be the fastest, but um, I think most of all strokes are going to be the same in terms of angles of where your hand goes underwater when you're pulling, Mm. stuff like that. But um, yeah, I mean, it can be different for everyone. I think everybody has their own different, like little technique difference. In the race, and um, yeah, so I guess it really is just what makes you go faster.
1: And how is it that you have this knowledge? How is it that you're so able to look at yourself and straight away see where the issue might be?
0: Uh, I think well, I put a lot down to my coach. I guess um, he kind of knows what he's talking about, so I'm just trusting him okay. of what he tells me to do, and uh, and maybe I just maybe a bit of luck involved as well that we've just tried some and it just seemed to work.
1: Was this uh, an especially fast pool? I, I presume it's like tracks. You can have fast pools and slow pools. Just I'm so struck by the one race, and you have the four fastest times in history. I'm not detracting from you guys whatsoever. Please don't take it that way. But it is also an unusual feat.
0: Yeah, I think. Well, what happens at World Champs now is that they have like a pop-up pool. So the the building that's in is probably not a swimming pool to begin with it's just like a multi-purpose venue and then they just stick a pool in there Uh, they they just build it it takes probably three months Uh, but yeah I mean it's obviously a fast pool because it's a world champs pool you've got those thick lane lines you've got the three metres deep and um, you've got the best blocks there and everything's brand new so it's uh, yeah I can say it's a very fast pool
1: Are Olympic pools generally fast? Was Tokyo fast?
0: Yeah it was fast I, I, I think like every pool uh, world champs or olympic level is all going to be the same and they're all going to be fast
1: okay and what makes a pool especially slow as a matter of interest
0: so I'd say the depth of the pool uh, most swimming pools you probably see are around two meters deep where world champs and olympic pools are three meters deep because that means that when you're swimming the waves that you create will like um, when they bounce off the walls because it's deeper that it's not going to like bounce off the wall and then hit you it's going to like dissolve yes you know i mean so that's uh how I just, yeah, that's why it's so much faster
1: so you're clearly in great form um, to swim this well against this level of competition is very eye catching are you swimming now considerably better than ever do you, like have you compare yourself to this time last year and the year before are we seeing a very different daniel wiffen in the pool
0: yeah I mean last year I well if we compare world champs to world champs uh, last season I came 8th in the 800 and then this year I came 4th and I went 7 uh, was like 746 and this year I went 739 and then in the 1500 I was at world champs what was I 1457 and then I was 1443 but my PB 1434
1: so mm. What do you put that improvement down to? Uh,
0: I guess just hard work. And I think um, it takes quite a while for you to see results in the 1500. Like I'd say, you could be training for two years and you could not see a result. And then you could drop it all the time suddenly because you've just got training block that you've just been doing. And then you finally got enough, like I don't know, aerobic capacity or whatever to then post some fast times. So that's what I put it down to. It's just the work I've been doing in training. I know
1: you're in your final year of your science studies over in Lockborough University and obviously you're juggling the training as well. So how intense is the training? I mean, you uh, swimmers like to get up early for a start.
0: How many times are you in the pool a day? How many hours a day? Uh, We've got two two two-hour sessions a day. Um, Sometimes they run over. A lot of the time they run over, to be honest. Uh, And it could be, I'd say, 16 to 20k depending on what part of the season we're in Mm. a day and then we've also got a gym like a strength and condition session in between as well and then sometimes an ab circuit too Uh, so you could be working for about six hours a day and then every day apart from sunday you got sunday off so that's good
1: (laughs) very generous of them um, uh, I promise you this is the only instance in the interview where I'll compare my experience of swimming with yours because I dare say they're very different. But I, funny, of, of any exercise I would do, I mean, I, I wouldn't say like jogging rocks my world necessarily either, but I do find swimming the most mentally boring there's just obviously very little to look at. (laughs) So uh, are you bored out of your mind at times swimming or are you so concentrated on on working on technique at every stroke that you find it very absorbing or or, or do you struggle with the boredom of, well I'll be honest Daniel, pretty much the same view every day?
0: Yeah, I think, yeah. Well, everybody's gonna deal with that boredom, I guess, in the pool, but it depends, I guess, who you're training with. Uh, I train with my twin brother, Nathan. Makes it a lot more exciting anyway, because we're probably just racing everything. So you're always concentrating then. and then um, But yeah, I guess I mean, I'm probably going to see like a Tuesday night session uh, in the middle of the week, not even halfway. And I'm probably looking at it like, gee, we've got the rest of the week to go. Mm. And I'm only on Tuesday. But um, a lot of time you just, you just jump, dive in, get that session done, and you're great after. You feel better after doing it than you do before. So
1: okay, so it's not like to be fair, it's not like even you, an Olympian, you're enjoying every second of it.
0: No, I'm definitely not enjoying every second. But I'd say I, uh, I, I do, I do love swimming. I think it's definitely one of the best. Uh, sports out there so I think that's why
1: yeah so tell us about your twin brother then because uh, he's he's at an elite level as well Daniel
0: yeah he is well so he's probably he's catching up now to be honest we didn't swim the same event and because I think my parents are like trying to split us up because we probably argue too much okay
1: you're sort of like the Clitch, you're over. like the Clitch goes. mum said no
0: yeah but now he's decided that you know what I'm going to swim the same event as me um, so he's decent. He won Irish uh, Summer Nationals uh, while I was away in, in um, Japan. He got like a massive PB and he's qualified for European Short Course and the World Championships in February or March. I'm not sure what uh, date they're at. Yeah. And, and he's obviously on a great uh, trajectory to qualifying for the Olympics, which will be pretty cool to see both of us there. Uh,
1: okay well that would be amazing and the um the background daniel so i was reading you were both um, started swimming as um as babies up in Mm lisbon and basically been out ever since the the family moved over from leeds when you were a youngster is it and then it
0: yeah two two
1: okay and then it's been coming through the the ranks at lisbon ever since
0: Mm -hmm. well yeah Say, yeah,
1: yeah. the, the, the English accent has, has held in there. Is that because they, the family or am I just mishearing you or is this a Lockborough thing?
0: Uh, okay. I'd say some words I say like people say, like, gee, you've got a real heavy Northern Irish accent. And then some words I'll just like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I moved back over for university. But And then when I come back over for Northern Ireland, like I'm back over for a month now. Uh, and then I'll get the accent back and then I'll just be keep going back and forth. So to be honest, you'll probably hear so many different accents from me.
1: Right, okay. And um, are your parents big into swimming as well or, or is this like a a slightly unexpected, pleasant surprise to them that they have like potentially several Olympians in the pool here?
0: Yeah, well, my mum used to swim but nothing to like a high level. Um, and my dad never swam, so... Uh, maybe I guess it's a surprise um, yeah I'd say it's a surprise <laughs> yeah I think so how did you find the Olympic experience in Tokyo oh, amazing uh, I mean it's pretty cool to go back to Japan I kind of don't want to go back to Japan again though. No. the flights are just too long for me
1: yeah you can only yeah. you can only be a millionaire three times I think that's enough
0: yeah um, but it was amazing I uh, loved every second of it the village the whole experience of just experiencing that was great and um, we had actually a decent sized team there. Uh, we had um, it was a nine of us or something like that um, swimmers there. so pretty cool to have that a uh, lot of others to experience it with and then also just going in and smashing it up as well on the pool I think it came like 14th and the 1500 came um, 23rd so it's pretty good yeah um, I was, my mum actually told me that today because the day I did my 1500 final was also the day that I did my 1500 heat in Tokyo so in two years I progressed from 23rd to 4th so uh, that it was pretty cool
1: that is more than pretty cool yeah and I'm right in saying as well at the games that the swimmers have the luxury of being out first so they don't have to wait around for a week or eight nine ten days getting nervous they get straight in there and then frankly they just party for the rest of the games when everybody else is doing their stuff it's kind of best uh, best event to be in at the at the games I think is swimmers
0: yeah well I think yeah I think you're right well swimming is like one of the biggest sports I guess at the Olympics everybody just seems to want to watch it yeah but um, yeah, I can't. To be honest, in the Tokyo Olympics, we had to leave literally straight away. after Of oh, course,
1: COVID. Sorry, I'm forgetting. So not yeah. the not the party games, the Tokyo ones. In fairness,
0: yeah. But um, maybe you're right. Maybe I'll experience this now. I'll qualify for Paris, so I'll be going on. To the, I'm on the plane for that. Yeah, did yeah, you get experience?
1: So. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I I hear it's a lot of fun. So so hopefully you get that experience this time around. Mm-hmm. I am. I'm wondering when you when you first started swimming. Did you all just show amazing promise? Like, do you, do you remember thinking, my God, here I am at seven, eight, nine years old. I'm pretty much the fastest here of all my mates in the pool. Like, like how did you reach this level? Because swimming is one of those sports, obviously, where you can be genetically gifted and then you also have to train incredibly hard. Where were you in that spectrum? Was it obvious at an early level that you were super talented?
0: Yeah, well, I think I'm going to, the audience is going to like this because I was absolutely. Like, uh, oh, there's no. If you looked at me when I was 12, 13, you would have thought there was no chance that he was going to be able to swim at all. Right. I remember I did a talk um, in April uh, to a bunch of younger swimmers from each of the counties, and um, I was just telling them about this. And then my old my old pathway coach was there, and he was telling me that he just couldn't believe how far I progressed because. He said, looking at me in those lessons and uh, when I was starting to swim, he was like, there's no way you would have achieved so much because just looking at the way you were swimming, it was just, it was terrible. (laughs) Basically, (laughs) it's a bit harsh, but all right. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I mean, yeah, so I wasn't really good. I think I just worked hard and I always wanted, I've always had these big dreams of world records, Olympic goals. So I and mean, I just kept that in the back of my mind, and then also having a twin brother kind of pushes you as well.
1: Okay, so. amazing. So it was it was more gradual, but but steady improvement as opposed to oh, yeah, preternaturally talented earlier on, or, or a sudden clicking when you were twelve.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wasn't anything special when I was twelve. I did make a couple of junior competitions for Ireland, uh, but I was nothing. I wasn't like the top swimmer or anything like that. And um, I'd say I probably only broke out when I came to university.
1: Wow, that's extraordinary. So this Olympic journey, quite unexpected. Um, And were you like swimming obsessed when uh, the games were on over the last number of years? I mean, like, is your bedroom adorned with Michael Phelps posters? Are you you that kind of kid?
0: Uh, No, I don't. I don't really have Michael Phelps posters. I can't like a lot of photos of myself. Uh, In my room from the Olympics. Uh, But but nothing before that. Uh,
1: So you weren't uh, a super fan?
0: No, I wasn't a super fan. I mean, I do watch a lot of swimming because I'm a fan of the sport. Mm. um, And I just like to do a lot of research as well on how to get faster, but... Um, no, I'm not a super fan, but I'd say I actually could probably classify myself as a super fan now. Yeah. And yeah. who,
1: who, as a matter of interest, who has the technique, the best swimming technique, you know, of the last 20 years, say, and including the present generation, who do you look at and say, oh, that is proper technique?
0: Oh, I don't know. Everybody's got so much different technique. I like to actually say that my technique's the best. I reckon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because
1: so Daniel, Daniel, posters of yourself in your room, and your technique <laughs> is the best in the world. I, you gotta have confidence.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess I got the confidence, but I just try to think of people. Everybody's technique is kind of different, and I guess it's what you think looks the nicest. It's like very opinionated. And I think personally, my stroke looks the nicest.
1: Okay, so you're you're an elegant. Pretty yeah, slimmer, yeah.
0: Yeah, but I think it could be improved too. So that's <laughs> what I'm gonna try and looking for. You can always tell on the photos after the race.
1: Okay. If you got
0: you know, if you've got that perfect half in, half out goggle line when you're breathing on you're stroking and it looks class, that's what you're looking for.
1: Right, okay. So goggle half in, half out. Yeah. That's perfection. And if, you know, I mean, I don't want to to lower you here, but if you had to say, you know, who might be second to Daniel Whiffin in terms of technique of the last 20 years? (laughs) um, Is there anyone else that you thought, yeah, there's a real elegance there, or it can just be for sheer speed that you, it might not have even been a pretty stroke. I don't know if prettiness and effectiveness go hand in hand necessarily.
0: Well, in my event, I'd say Florian Welbrock, the German. He's a world record holder, short course, in a 1500. Mm. His stroke is amazing. And um, in terms, of if you want something like not of my event, the complete opposite fifty freestyle. There's an Australian called Cam McAvoy. Um, he's probably got one of the best strokes ever. Yeah. Even. Yeah.
1: So. Um, is it? It's it's funny. Like in certain sports, I think like if I saw David Beckham kicking a ball at ten, I think I'd pick it out. Um yeah. And if I saw Rory McIlroy, if you see McIlroy's golf swing at four like that young, there's a DNA to it. It's, however much he's been coached, however much he's worked with different people, there is just an intrinsic DNA because of uh, his, his, his um, one, his way of doing it, but also like the length of your arms versus your waist versus your legs. You're just, you just have a certain swing. Is, is it the same in swimming? Is it just like at a certain point you can work and work and work, but you you just have a DNA?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, we've actually had this, com- this uh, argument so many times in my squad. Because I'd say like majority of swimmers are like six foot four mm. benchmark, long arms, long legs, long torso. Just every, yeah, you just gotta be like I don't know what it is, especially the long arms. Um, I just you notice like I don't know my arms are huge compared to my height. It could be six foot nine or something like that. Right. Um, six foot four. So
1: yeah, it's interesting. Well, look, um, it sounds like you're making the most of the the gifts you've been given. Um. Paris is just around the corner. It sounds like you're in amazing shape. I mean, fourth in two finals. I I, I saw you saying, do you have a strong preference, eight hundred or fifteen hundred? Um,
0: I prefer the eight, but the fifteen seems to be going my way at the yeah, moment. Yeah, it
1: does. So the plan for the next year: train your backside off, get ready for Paris, and and see what you can do. I guess.
0: Yeah, that's completely it. Just give. Well, I've actually I'm actually competing again in a week and a half here in Dublin at the European under 23 championships so yes go in there smash out get a couple medals and then um, take a nice two weeks off and then get straight back into training and go for gold in
1: Paris listen I love it I love it uh, pleasure to talk to you we just wanted to touch base because your, your performances last week were obviously so brilliant and, and congratulations on them Daniel Wiffen, let's talk again take care thank you cheers Daniel Liffin with us who's doing great things in the pool and uh, keep an eye out for him because it's going in one direction